0: all right all right all right you're listening to the we're talking football podcast um weston with me as always the right hand man lou lou it's that time of year we usually talk about it at the tail end of the regular season that it's it's christmas and i'm sure it feels like christmas eve for for your squad me not so much considering we're not even relevant till the end of night two of the nfl draft this year It's more kwanzaa for you it's yeah exactly right um I'm going to I'm going to let the cat out of the bag here in the sense of like Lou and I had been planning that I was finally going to like spend time at his house, watch the draft. We were going to do all these things. Lo and behold, no secret on this show that my wife is uber pregnant at this moment in time and worst case scenario, if it doesn't happen from now till this date we are scheduled to go in for delivery on the 25th, which means I will probably still be in the hospital on the first round of the draft. So that plan has been squandered. And even if (laughs) even if I was home, you know, my life, my wife is lenient, especially when it comes to the stuff that we do here. But even like the first 24 hours of being home with a newborn, even I know that's pushing it. Um, so just we'll see say, how that goes. You know, just
1: pull like a, Hey, I'm going to get some milk and cigarettes and then just return five hours later. <laughs>
0: yeah. What happened? I got lost. Just, I don't know. I don't know what happened. The car <laughs> stalled in the parking lot and I could walk home from anywhere where we live. All right. This evening, we're going to push into the, obviously the theme is going to be around the draft. We're going to do a mock draft, um, next week heading into the, the draft, a first round mock, but tonight we're going to talk about some things that come up related to the draft. No spoiler alert here. Um, we'll cover them in just a second. We appreciate you tuning in and sticking with us. All right. Lou. Well, Weston,
1: before you get started, I do want to acknowledge the rumors out there. Weston and I are not going out on a pot. We're not, the the podcast is not separating. All right. We're just basically what we're doing. We're having like an open podcast marriage. He's doing his thing with the Niners. I'm doing my thing with the Chargers. And then we're doing everything NFL on the We're Talking Football podcast. I did. You know how these rumors start? Like, oh, what's Weston doing by his show by himself? Or yeah. was well, What are they now, fighting
0: about behind the scenes?
1: <laughs> we are very progressive. We're in open marriage.
0: Yeah, this is not a. We're know, swinging. It's not a. There's not a band breaking up where you know everybody wants to go do their their solo act. But I want to Lou. I'm glad glad you raised the point because like let's let's openly talk about that, right? Like. I always look at we're talking football podcast as like the parent company in an organization, the lightning lounge, Island 49, those ooh, concepts. Ooh. I, don't, I don't think I even, I don't even ooh, think I, Ooh,
1: ooh, ooh that might've been a ooh. teaser right there. You didn't okay. reference
0: that at all in your first show. Did you? No, no, you no,
1: no. It's all good.
0: Oh man. All right. Rewind, strike that. We're going to hop ooh. out and we're going to re- come back in and start the but I would even open this up to any, you know, podcasts out there that are just getting started, you know, around their teams, et cetera. Like, we want to partner up. Like, the We're Talking Football podcast YouTube page could be a landing destination for your podcast as well. While I'm sure you have your own, you know, YouTube page, et cetera, just another outlet for you, look at We're Talking Football as, like, the central figure. And then we just branch from there, like no secret. Like, look how we dress every week. I'm a diehard Niners fan. You're a diehard Chargers fan. We're itching to talk about our team um, as much as we possibly can. So uh, we're talking footballs not going anywhere. So for the millions and millions of fans out there, like guys, yeah,
1: calm I'm down. Pull, it's okay.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna pull the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, just relax. Just relax. Everybody, just relax. Now that I say that, let's get excited. Cause it is draft time, and what I, we want to get into this evening is more about these topics related to the draft. Right, we're not here to talk prospect. We're not, you know, that that that's going to come in just a moment. But more about like there are yearly discussions around a certain subject matter, uh, especially as the the game of football has changed and the value of positions has changed. Um, every year, it feels like there's a team that has to come away winning the equation in some capacity, at least as you head into OTAs and things of that nature. So these are the type of uh, topics that we're going to discuss this evening. Lou, we have them outlined. Lou has trusted me to kind of throw these out here in some semblance of an order. So I want to get the blood flow in early. Are you on board with that?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. So the first one that I want to address for us, is the every year topic of should a running back be drafted in the first round? There's one that feels very top of mind and very relevant for this discussion in Bijan Robinson out of Texas for the 2023 draft. But Lou, I've been doing a lot of talking to kick us off, so I'm going to toss it to you. And I want you to give me your opinion on if running backs because we've seen plenty of them in our time should continue to be drafted in the first round of a draft
1: uh i am a hundred percent team no running backs in the first round of the draft for numerous reasons positional value yeah i I personally believe that's a thing i think you draft your, your the top positions like quarterback edge rushers uh, wide receivers, corners, offensive line. like You do not draft linebackers because they've been awful, you know, coming out in the first round draft. And, and uh, you do not draft running backs in the first round. You, you keep those things to the later rounds. I don't care what you say. So provi- positional value, is a, I'm a firm believer of it. Secondly, <clears throat> I personally think, he, he, you know, we've said on this show before, Weston, like, you know, what travels well in January, right? Uh, You know, you know, a good rushing game and also like, you know, stout defense. Right. I'm not saying by not drafting a running back in the first round is not totally uh, ignoring a rushing attack. You just need an efficient rushing attack in order to do that. You don't need an elite rushing attack. So you don't need that elite running back. You can get running backs later in in the draft that have much more value. And in addition, we're talking about positional value. How about contractual value? As soon as you draft a running back in the first round of the draft, guess what? He's already paid like a top 10 running back in the NFL. Where is the, where is the value from a financial standpoint versus if you're drafting an edge rusher in the first round of the draft, he's probably most likely probably a top 35 paid edge rusher. So if they bust out, it doesn't hurt as much, right, because of that value. But now if he balls out, it provi- lets you provide you to do so much more, you know, with your team. So you know that's personal. That's my personal opinion. I, I just feel like that edge rushers, I'm not edge rushers. That running backs, um, they, they they seldom work out. They're, they're high injury risk, um, and I'm am sorry. We've seen this before, time and time again. You know, over the, over the last years, Clyde's, Clyde's Edward uh, Edwards Hilaire, um, you know Rashad Penny. You know all all these running backs. I'm sorry that that's supposed to be like the, you know, add an extra element to this offense. And that's why I have to get him in the first round. I'm sorry. You named you. I'll go happy to go to the last 10 running, 10 uh, running back select in the first round. And I'll tell you some major warts that, you know, that pretty much that they had.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know,
1: you're just like an old school, like boomer type of guy. But go I'm
0: no, just, this is, this is going to be the most, political response so, oh, you know me God. i am the the politician here on the we're talking football podcast yeah yeah, me too man so i i will agree with you in the sense of like gone are the days where you're drafting a running back like where you drafted saquon barkley or leonard fournette or zeke Elliott, right like in that top 10 i mean you remember that one draft where cadillac williams and ronnie brown went like three four or whatever it was like that i I don't see any any value in whatsoever when there is exceptional talent and i do find b john robinson to be an exceptional talent mm-hmm. i don't have as many concerns in the bottom half of the first round, right um so
1: what do you mean by that like give me a number
0: range 20 and 20 or later twenty to thirty two right okay. like if you're in the twenty to thirty two range, I'm comfortable with it you you a point that you called out is often overlooked, right? Like when you look at things in the grand scheme of things in a rookie wage scale, a first round running back on that rookie uh, wage scale is already like a top tier paid running back, right? Like in just in terms of the, how the position is valued. But I look at it like you have, what is like the, the one thing you never want to do is you don't want to pay a running back in free agency, right? Like, in what I've seen in my experience is once they're beyond their first initial contract is when the, the wear on the tires starts to to starts to show itself, right? Yeah. Start to show themselves.
1: That second contract becomes a bitch. Look at everything. Look at every time what's happened, what happens every time what happens when that, when that, 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 that first round running back has to negotiate a contract. It is a straight nightmare because the team doesn't know how to basically value, you know, how can we sign this good player? But, if we throw a boatload of money to them, it's going to totally hamper hamper us from other 100%. Uh, important positions.
0: 100%. And so I totally agree with that. But I, I think of it like if you're in the 20 to 32 range, that, that number goes down, right? It's We're not talking about top 10 money. We're not talking about top 15 money in the draft. But you have contract control. So if you are confident in this player and you're thinking about, the window of production where you can maximize the production. <laughs> it's on that rookie contract. It, it, it's funny. Cause I knew we were going to talk about this today. And I, and I found myself, I was actually out on the golf course and I found myself like, while I was waiting to uh, take my shot. I, I looked up Zeke Elliott real quick. Right. And Zeke was a drafted in the first round in 2016. He was a pro baller in 16. He was a pro baller in 18 and he was a pro baller in 19. And he was a good player in 17, right? Just didn't make the, the play. So there's the four years that I'm really looking to get out of this individual. And I could argue, and Zeke was an exceptional talent, right? Coming out of college, viewed as such, that in the those four years, maybe even five years before you get into the longer term contract or the extension or whatever it might be, fifth year option, like, is that player enough to complement what I need to put me over. Right. Um, when you're drafting, in my opinion, if you're drafting in the top 20 of the, the NFL draft, like chances are the running back is not the only position that you need. You know what I'm saying? But like there is a chance if you're in the back half of the round, that could be the player that may put you over the top of- offensively. A la what the chiefs probably thought Clyde Edwards, Hilaire was going to be the, you know, bottom half of the first round, you know, like, hey, look at all these weapons we have. We haven't ran the ball well, etc. cetera. So that being said, I am not, listen, top 20, I'm out. I'm out just for what I got to pay them, what it means, you know, and where. if I'm drafting the top 20, like where my team really actually sits is usually I didn't make the playoffs, right? So if I didn't make the playoffs, unless I was injury riddled, there's usually a, a larger reason to it. And it's not just the running game. It, it's not just the running back position, right? It could be the game. It could be the offensive line. It could be that. And there's going to be better value there for you. But in this draft, if it's Bijan Robinson goes 22 to 31, somewhere in that area, I got no, I have no problem with it whatsoever. No problem. Cause you got well, cap control of the most valued per, um, player at that position in this draft young. Right. And this is where you're going to and if, if it's me, and if I pull the trigger on that on that guy late in the first round, I, dude, I am wearing him out like you couldn't imagine. Homeboy's getting three hundred totes a year until that contract's done. I'd be like, hey, go go test the free market, man. Yeah. I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Now listen, I understand. Like I said, it all comes with that second contract. That's 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 the yeah. the issue right there. Here's another fun fact. You know, I the reason why I I've actually prepared for this topic because I, I will ha- I will be having this conversation probably next week uh, with someone else uh, in reference to uh, this this topic. Is this a lightning
0: lounge teaser? Yeah. All right. Anyways,
1: so so, um, that being said, I I did some research. Can you name by position who has the shortest NFL career, like number of years in in, in the NFL? Well, I'm just
0: going to start with running back. (laughs) No, believe it or
1: not, it is quarterback. And you have to not from injuries, though it's more from play. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, you yeah. Know,
1: to be honest with you. But yeah, running back is yeah, running back is actually number three. Defensive back, like safeties are number two, but running back is, is numb is number three. But they are the fact that they only average 41.13 games in their NFL careers between injuries and non-effectiveness, that is a high risk. Me personally, if I'm picking in the back end of uh, you know the NFL draft. I'm picking on positions that are going to have a possibly a longer career, which are your offensive linemen, believe it or not, and your edge rushers, right? And not only that, you see with edge rushers, after the first round, there's usually a fall off from a production standpoint in the later rounds. It's harder to find good edge rushers. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it, this there's a sharp decline in finding, you know. Efficient uh, edge rushers in the later rounds. The majority of the top edge rushers, if you look at them, that's ain't all of them. I know, I know, there's the Max Crosby's. I get it, but if you look at the top edge rushers, a lot of them come from the first round, uh, and then it just there's a straight yep. fall off. So I would want to take a gamble on you know trying to hit on you know a more impactful position such as the edge rusher because we talk about all the time we're the most important positions on the field, right? Yep. quarterback. Who would edge. you say is next, edge or, or offensive tackle, right? Left tackle, yeah. Yeah, so so, so, why, so not try, a- why not try to take more stabs at the more premium positions?
0: So let me pose a question to you. Okay. If I'm looking at this year's draft order, mm-hmm. I'll start with pick 27. Okay. Buffalo Bills. Okay. 28 to Cincinnati Bengals. I'm skipping 29. New Orleans Saints, I don't think they factor into the equation. Philadelphia Eagles, Kansas City Chiefs, right? So if you look at those four teams, right, those four teams are playoff teams, obviously, made it deep into the playoffs. And I could argue that with Joe Mixon's availability up in the air, as this has now gone back to the, you know, to court or whatever. If Bijan Robinson is sitting there and you know what these offenses can consist of, right? We know Buffalo airs it out. We know they don't run the ball well. Their best running back is their quarterback. Cincinnati, they were heavily dependent upon Joe Mixon and God, can they air the ball out? And if Joe is not available, then what? Philadelphia just lost Miles Sanders, right? So, and then the Kansas City Chiefs, like we have no idea what their running game really is. It's like plug and play for them. And we know Pacheco played well last year, what, right? What but round like, was he
1: in, by the way, Pacheco? Sixth
0: round, seventh round, right? Okay, like seventh yeah. round. Um, but was it lightning in a bottle, or is it you know longevity? And by running back position, I mean longevity—like three years, four years. Are you getting that production out of them? I don't know. Would you have a gripe or a legitimate beef if any of those four teams? Took a running back in the first round, and and by running back, I don't mean just a running back, right? Like it could be the only running back that has a first round grade on him. Okay, first so all
1: right, H- hit me with the teams again.
0: Buffalo Bills.
1: As right there, right? Uh, uh, Buffalo Bills. I feel like they have more needs than just a running back. Uh, frankly, at the shore of the offensive line, um, they need help in the secondary, and. I'm sorry, if I'm seeing an edge rusher like a Miles Murphy there, why not, you know, you have an older Von Miller, right? He got hurt pretty significantly last year, right? He ain't getting younger. And look what happened when um, uh, when Miller went out. That defense was yep. not as sharp as it was with Miller. So um, I'm going to, you know, I would mix that with the Buffalo Bills. Offensive line, or the tr- they need more trenches. Or guess what? They need something to take away from Diggs because it's literally just the Stefan Diggs show, and that's it yep. pretty much out there. And you could say you can utilize B. John Robinson like that. I get it, but I'm sorry. I also don't think their offensive scheme—that's uh, not how they want to, uh, you know, run their offensive scheme. So for me, Buffalo Bills is out. Next one, Cincy. Cincy. They need interior offensive line help. Uh, you saw what happened last year. You know when they played against the Chiefs. She's Chiefs beat them up in, tier, you know, in the tier. They were, you know, they're banged up. And also, Cincy has to start preparing for what's coming down the pipeline uh, with uh, Burrow, uh, Higgins, and Chase, right? So what that means is they have to try to find cheaper players at higher premium positions. So Because they might have to make some difficult decisions, maybe a cut of Hendrickson, you know, because they can't afford to sign Higgins, Chase, and Burrow, right? So they might have to build up along that defensive line, or guess what? They just lost Hayden Hurst. They might want to, you know, bring in something perhaps that will – uh, soften the blow when uh, Tyler Boyd leaves, and, and maybe they get a Dalton Kincaid uh, where they are. So well, yeah, the no, Chargers are going to
0: take him, so he won't be there. Oh,
1: you are a motherfucker. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: Yo, how's your boy Trey doing? Your boy the the rabbit. Rabbit. I mean, Don't don't bring his hairline into this. Yeah, don't drag nobody's yeah. hairline into this. Uh, no, nah, dude, that was low-hanging fruit for me, obviously, dude, as a follower of your social media.
1: <laughs> dude, fuck you, man. Uh, hey, they uh, just cleared him. They just cleared his back, bro. Yeah, Dr. Sidney, back it out of me. Dr.
0: yeah,
1: yeah says back it out of me. So I well, see what so you're, you're saying. Hold, 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 hear, hear me out, though. The only way I can justify something like that are from a team like the Eagles, a team like the Lions team like the Seahawks. I know the Seahawks just have Kenneth Walker so that doesn't really pertain. But what am I saying here? Teams that have mm-hmm. multiple draft picks. Yeah. That you can that you get a premium positioned player with one of your picks and then you get that blue chip player. So I'm fine with something like that, but I'm telling you especially in this draft where it's loaded at an edge rusher, uh, you're going to see a lot of value at edge rusher and wide receiver towards the back end. Even cornerback too, shit.
0: Yep. Yeah, listen, I, I get what you're saying, right? Like need, 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 but we know how these these people they don't draft they don't always draft by need. It's how does my board, right? Like fall. You what I'm saying. What I guess the way that I posed my question, and and you intuitively counter argued it. But the reality is, is like if Buff, if one of those teams was to take a running back, and again, since he's only lumped into this, if Mixon's like you know out of the mix. They can get Eckler if they want. <laughs> you Well, yeah, but you, you wouldn't sneeze at it. You know what I mean? You'd be like, I get it. Like a strength, you're making a strength of strength, right? You just continue mm-hmm. to compile and you took, you know, the top running back. That That's why I say the back half of the first round, justifiable to me. The, the days of drafting a running back, and I know Saquon's a special athlete and he's gifted, but – Running backs don't impact the game the same way that other players do. Like, you can't expend the number two overall pick on a running back anymore.
1: Let me ask you a question. Would you consider Saquon a hit? I wouldn't two, consider
0: him a he miss. Missed,
1: he, 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 dude, he missed two years in, in his rookie contract.
0: I know. Um, I, but he's been highly productive when out, right? His first, like,
1: yeah, his first year. I, I and mean, he
0: caught ninety balls his first year as a rookie, okay, right? Okay. Like as a running back, and ran for over a g note. Um, listen, I would say last year
1: was more of a volume play. If you if you if you ask me,
0: yeah, it wasn't the quality wasn't the same for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, like like he he did miss time, but I don't think like, and I think looking at the Giants scenario right now, like hey, QB questions, things of that nature, like maybe they could have not that that was a QB strong class either, that they could have done something differently. Um, But I don't fault like when dude, Saquon was special. Like he was a very, very special gifted athlete, you know, that squatted more than offensive linemen do. And you know what I mean? Like it was, it was just hard. They were just in a really bad spot where it's like, you don't have the number one pick. This is what you got. And, and honestly, just based on pure skill and and football acumen, he was the best player in the draft. Like he was the, the best individual player, but this goes back to why we're having this conversation in the first place. It's just a devalued position, right? So like, again, you could have the best running back in the world in 2023 that doesn't get your team any closer to winning a Super Bowl, right? I didn't, I, didn't want,
1: I didn't want to do this, but no one cares about you know the rushing attack anymore. I know it's important. You want to be efficient. nobody cares <laughs>
0: about hockey, boomer.
1: <laughs> so hear me out, and then we can switch topics. Yeah, teams defenses are letting you run the ball because they rather what's a great yards per carry from a running back?
0: Five and a half. That's a te- that's great. I would say like yeah. five is yeah. Uh, really listen, good. I'm trying.
1: I'm trying to over exaggerate here. Yeah. So a great yards per carry is five and a half. A team will give you five and a half fucking yards. They don't want you. To look, look Man, what's a yards per completion yeah. now? Seven, what's that? No, eight. that's probably like I'm going to the better ones. Probably like yeah, like no. so passing the balls become more explosive and more efficient. So that's, yep. that's my last two. That's my last two. Uh, I'm sticking to it.
0: We say all this, and Bijan Robinson still going in the first round.
1: Yeah, no, he he will, he will. Yeah.
0: No question about it, right? Um. Okay. I don't still don't know where though. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. Um, that's why I kind of threw those few names out there because I do see it slide. Like it starts right?
1: with Atlanta. I feel like it starts with Atlanta. Yeah,
0: you're probably right. I mean, because there's a there's definitely a need.
1: Then goes to the, the Eagles. But I feel like Howie's too I don't smart. I don't
0: know, man. I don't I don't know if I don't Maybe. know if it starts with Atlanta at eight. And I think Philly Philly then the commanders, Philly can continue to make a strength of strength and get better on defense if they wanted to. Um,
1: commanders, I, I
0: wouldn't be shocked when you say commanders just because if, if this sale goes through, like you're looking for a face, you know what I mean. You want like to take, take pressure off your rookie. You want to take
1: pressure off your rookie. and I know they have a stable, you know, running backs out there, but none of them are like Bijan. And also, I, I was listening to some podcasts where it's like. Uh, I think the guy out there d- does like uh like the the general manager he does value the running back position you know highly, and then you got the Lions, you know Dan Campbell usually mark you know he likes dogs, you know he loves Sewell yeah. you know like Hutchison. like he he likes those type of so I just I, think he likes football players so he could fall in line with the second pick.
0: I think for me it starts with Detroit at eighteen that's ah, no right.
1: I think it starts way earlier than that. Yeah, I don't think it does. Hmm.
0: Maybe, I mean, maybe even Tennessee at 11, because you don't know what's left with Derrick Henry.
1: Okay.
0: And that's the identity they have built under Vrabel as running the okay. football, right? Okay. So we'll see. All right. Let's move to the next topic here. Um, I'm going to stick with position. Quarterbacks. Round one. Over, under, how many go in round one? I think the over under has to be four and a half, right? I uh, will set it at four and a half. Yeah, because
1: I think you're 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 assuming Bryce Young, you're yep. assuming CJ Stroud, yep, uh, the kid from Florida, and then the um, kid from Kentucky. Yep. Now you're throwing in the wild card of Hendon Hooker, yeah, from uh, Tennessee. So, I am going under four and a half. I know Hendon Hooker's been, you know, his a lot see a lot of people's like oh you know he's his stock's been rising uh if he was healthy you know um you know he probably been like the third you know maybe the third or fourth you know ranked quarterback a quarterback out um age you know he is like 24 right 24 25 is, is that he'll be 25 at
0: the start of the season definitely a factor
1: and he might not be starting right away physically
0: no, he tore his ACL in like November, and December. Yeah,
1: there's mixed reports that you know he'll be playing or would we'll be able to play. So now you're age 25, you might not be able. He's to He's 25 practice. now. Okay, so you're 25 now, and you might behind the, behind get behind the eight ball when it comes to learning because of you physically might not be able to. I just don't see it happen. I feel like every year you always try. They always try to sneak in a quarterback. You know, one time was Tom Savage. Another one was what's this guy? There's some guy from Tom Cal. Savage.
0: Another guy that from Ben Cal. Savage's cousin. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, I think he was from Pitt. Uh, Tom Savage. And then there was another guy from Cal. I can't. I can't. He was on the Giants. Davis Webb.
0: Davis Webb. They were yeah. trying
1: to make that a thing too. And I know. You know, Hendon Hooker. You know, he, he's far superior than them. And you start looking at the back end of the draft, right? And you're thinking, all right, the Vikings might be getting a little, you know, might be getting a little uh, frisky. Excuse me, looking for a quarterback because they only have one more year of you know, Kirk Cousins. So do they pull the trigger? I don't know. Uh, I just feel like it'll be a tall order to, add, uh, to have Hendon Hooker in the first round. I don't yeah, think he I'm, goes.
0: I'm going over, and I think Hendon gets into the first round, and I think.
1: All right, where does he go then? I want to ask you that, or should Ooh, we this, save that?
0: He's not going to anybody that's on the board right now based on when they draft. Somebody's going to trade in to the back half of the first round, Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that be like Kansas City sliding out a spot for the last piece, Philadelphia maybe coupling. Like I know they have two first-round picks, but like, hey, if they can pick up two second-round picks mm-hmm. and, a, and a pick next year for that slide – um, But I think that happens. Why do I think that happens? Because we see this all the time in the NFL draft. It's this thing called desperation and FOMO of missing out on the position. Not a player. Mm -hmm. The position, it happens all the time. And when we all talk about cost control, right? Like having a quarterback on a five-year deal, especially when he's picked at the latter half of the first round, That's really affordable and really attractive. And I think a team that's willing to gamble on hooker wants the fifth year option, given the injury he's coming off of. So it's not a, he, I, I used the first year. I used a a first round pick on him and he has to play this year. All these other guys, it is my belief, whether it's young Stroud Richardson Levis, like, they're all playing right away Mm -hmm. based on who's going to take them, right? Whoever takes hookers is going to intelligently, in my opinion, jump into the first round, pull a hooker, say year one can even be a red shirt year if it needs to be, let him recover from that ACL. And I know he's another year longer, but he's he's mature. He is gifted. He's a, again, you know, I'm a Vols fan. So I've watched a lot of hooker um, games and he – I mean, that deep ball that he throws is pretty, man, and it's special, and it's exceptional. Um, he's mobile, right? He's not a scrambler. He's mobile. Um, somebody's going to do it for the cost control factor and say, I want that fifth year out of him, right? And it's going to be somebody who's can I sitting on the fence a little bit.
1: Can, can I make some uh, predictions here? Yeah. All uh, right, let's say Hendon Hooker. I don't think he will go in the first round, but let's say he does, right? Yep. I'm looking at the second round of the draft right now, and there's two teams that come to mind. I'm gonna start with the one I don't believe so much. First team, Indianapolis Colts, right? Yep. Um, I feel like that they might depending yeah. on how the how the first couple of picks. Yeah, go, if one of
0: their guys is not there at four, they right? might and take they don't DBA. love Levis, they're not yeah. gonna take him to take him.
1: Yeah, right. So maybe they come up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh the reason why I think that's not as likely as my my next one would be I feel like the Colts can't be trading up when they have so many needs on that team, first and foremost. And and secondly, Colts have no one under center. So they're going to need an immediate starter, I feel like, right? So that one's a little far-fetched. But possible, yes. Probable, no. But here's the one I really think uh, we're looking into here, the Houston Texans. Let me tell Mm -hmm. you why, right? Let's say Bryce Young goes one, right? And let's say the Texans are really were only Bryce Young fans, yep. and they were not CJ Strauss fan. They love Will Anderson, right? So they pick him too. Yep. And then at twelve, because
0: a defensive guy. He's gonna have no problem pulling the trigger. And on then a guy at twelve, like they
1: take the next BPA, whether it could be a Bijan, whether it could be a, a wide receiver, whether it could be you know a, you know an offensive lineman or a cornerback or or whatever. They take BPA yep. at twelve, right? Because don't forget. D'Amico Ryans has a long leash to build this right. Oh. It, and guess what? And if it doesn't work out this year, they're sitting pretty next year where maybe they can get one of the two big uh, quarterbacks that are coming out, either at North Carolina or USC. So it gives them another shot to do so. Maybe he's looking at it like that. So the Houston Texans are sleepers
0: for Hendon Hooker.
1: You heard it here I, first. Wow.
0: Boom, boom, boom. I love it. I'll, I'll throw another team in there that – do Don't it. be surprised. Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could slide up, right? Like, yeah, I know they brought in Jim, but is Jimmy like, listen, I Jimmy G is a... the perfect, the, per- he's the he's perfect. the perfect Raider quarterback. I make no mistake about that. He was meant to be in Vegas, right? Like bunny ranch, you know, the whole nine, like that's that can't
1: what... be around still. Right. No, that oh, guy bunny thought ranch I thought.
0: Is still around. I'm pretty confident or, or something similar to it. Um, but again, like what team it doesn't even matter who the GM is, who the head coach is, like what owner fall gets more enamored with upside skill set and athletic ability mm-hmm. than the Raiders, Yeah, right.'ve we've, we've seen it with the picks they've made year in and year out. So they're another team that I feel like, and it probably won't take a ton to go from 38 to 28 or later, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it'll, it'll probably require some, you know, they'll probably backload it and it'd be some picks next year. And those mm-hmm. teams that are drafting that late, like their roster set, you know, like they'll, they'll, they'll fill the pieces. Um, shouldn't be an issue, but I love the, the Texans call out. Cause I do think the Texans are in an envious spot in the sense of like, they can fall in love with a guy. And if they don't get that guy, they can be like, yo, the lines are open. Right, like who's desperate enough to come all the way? I mean, bro, before you know it, they could be picking three times in the freaking first round if they really need wanted to, yeah. based on what people might do. It, draft day causes major FOMO and desperation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's wow. wild. But so you say under four and a half, I say over four and a half. Yeah. All right. Documented. Boom. Let's go. All right. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match find me a fine catch me a catch Lou be the matchmaker for me (laughs) dude I just hit you with some lyrics that you love right (laughs) sure (laughs) I'm I'm on my fucking game tonight bro Um, let's matchmaker it here I'm gonna I'm gonna change the phrasing of this a little bit tell me a quarterback that is obviously going in the top 10 and tell me the best spot for them to go. Team, what team? So give me the player and tell me what team is the, the match made in heaven. Anthony Richardson to
1: the Indianapolis Colts. I would love to see that. Why? Cause that, what that backfield with Jonathan Taylor and him would be running those RPOs that uh, Shane, St- uh, uh, their new coach. Oh, what's, his, what's his name?
0: Steichen, Shane Steichen,
1: Shane Steichen, like those RPO, um, Decent offensive line, and no, it's not as good as it once was, but still, it's not it's not porous, right? So, I would love to see you know Shane Steichen really being able to have you know a quarterback with these tools. He did a fantastic job with Hurts. he's used to these mobile quarterbacks that have like you know nice arms and what have you. And I think that would be a, a matchmaker in heaven. It's somehow Anthony Richardson can go out there in Indianapolis and you know what he can bring, I just I just think scheme wise, uh, excitement wise, and just and just he would just have the coach that would really under you know be able to grow you know his uh, his tool set.
0: It's hard to dispute that. Um, for me. Since I can't say the same thing for purposes of having an entertaining show, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Bryce Young to the Houston Texans at number two.
1: Yeah, I want to see
0: that. I Actually, no, see- I don't. No, I don't. no Houston you know-
1: Houston's in the AFC. So I'm tired of I'm tired of having good quarterbacks in the AFC. Keep put, I- keep, put them in the NFC, bro.
0: So I just have no faith in. Carolina as an organization, to be honest with you. Um, so, like, I, I, I feel for whoever's going number one overall. You mentioned this just a, a, a second ago about how D'Amico Ryan's is going to have a long leash, right? And I don't care if you're a defensive-minded coach or an offensive-minded coach or GM, whatever it might be, and we can talk about this in a second, the rumor mill that's spinning around the Texans GM, but it's where – where, what destination can the player go through more growing pains without getting yanked right away, right? Without a knee-jerk reaction based on year one play or even year two play, and I think it's gonna take Bryce Young a little time to get acclimated. You know, like it. It's taken most Alabama quarterbacks a little bit of time to get acclimated. Not a lot, just a little bit, right? And a little pressure off and. You know, where he can go to a destination where he can just put in one ear and out the other his size and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, you played at Alabama where your entire team is a bunch of superstars. Like, how good are you? Do you carry the team? can put all that in the rearview mirror, and he can just go learn this game. And he's going to learn it through experience. He's going to play right away. Whoever they take is going to play right away, um, should play right away. Um, You're not seeing enough from Davis Mills to say that, he he shouldn't be taken out of the lineup for whoever you invest this collateral in i just feel like in the dome as well in that afc south it just feels like that would be a home run for bryce young the person um and the player to land in houston versus any of these other destinations
1: okay okay i have another one real quick yeah go ahead how about will levis Uh, whatever two two yeah the minnesota vikings Hear me out. Well, I know I keep on bringing up the Vikings. I do think they're star for a quarterback. Do you think he's going to slide? No, well, I think the Vikings could straight up
0: from 23, huh?
1: Well, I don't think he's going to be. I think, I think, uh,
0: he's going to the top 10 for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, I think they can get up there. You know, maybe a future first round pick. So hear me out. Um, he, you know, he would all have a star wide receiver in Justin Jefferson, a good tight end already in, uh, <clears throat> What's the guy? The guy from the Lions. I'm having a brain fart here. Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Um, they have Dalvin Cook. They might part from him, but, you know, that's whatever. Decent offensive line. And he would go to an offensive-minded coach that has success. And it doesn't uh, have to play right away. Yeah, and he just came out, o- O'Donnell, and saying that, hey, uh, I'm looking for, you know, what's important for me is the ball coming out of a quarterback's hand. He needs to have, a, you know, a gun for an arm. God, it sounds like will will levis to me so just yeah
0: um i'm just going to come out and say this and and listen you know me i'm the first one to eat my words and 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 call it out like i'm just to me there's just nothing about his game that truly excites me that gets me like enamored with that individual um and 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 by will levis and for me it's more about what you hear about the just the personality and the demeanor and the way these interviews and going. So becomes a little bit less about the skill set. Like, listen, this is the NFL. They're all freaking talented. Drafted in the first round, undrafted, make a practice squad. Like these are talented people. But the reality is, is like, I don't know, like I just see too much like like Josh Rosen in them. You know what I mean? Like where it's No, more no, about no, me. no.
1: R- 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 wrong. He is jacked up Zach Wilson.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, I mean Jesus physically yes, you know what I mean? Jacked but like Zach Wilson? Just the like eh, I I don't know, you know what I mean? Like I just don't like the I don't know. I just don't get the yeah. to feel good, the warm and fuzzies from him and I mm-hmm. feel like somebody's going to take him in the top 10 and they're putting all their eggs in that basket and it's and it's it's not going to yield the fruit. Okay. In in my my opinion, but Hey, we'll we'll see what I know about okay. anything in in short order. So, real quick, because I hinted at this before, did you hear these rumors around? Uh, I did, I did the GM spot that Casario might go Very back to weird. New England af- after weird. draft. I don't understand why people do this, and it's happened before. It's not like if you're the owner, why not just
1: kick his ass? Kick
0: his ass now, out now, yeah, now, let, get let the coaches and then the staff go figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, nah. why are you going to let a GM draft into your team? Yeah, That's got I no guess. stake in it after the fact,
1: unless this was premeditated for a while. Like, hey, yeah, just get through this draft. You know, I don't know. Dude, but
0: to me, losing Adam Peters would be soul crushing because I do firmly believe that he should be the 49ers GM. That John Lynch is like a talking head, like public figure for them. Mm-hmm. And listen, I look, I, I I think very highly of John Lynch. You know, and his football acumen and all of that. But I know, I know what I know, and I know who's pulling yeah. more of the strings. And that'd be a pro. For me, it'd be even more of a problem because it's not happening during traditional like free agency, offseason, cetera. So I'm like, okay, what does that do? Like, what? What's? Is there any compensation related to that, or you know, like we're just gonna let him go? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't understand. Um, but it would make sense for him to end up and and follow D'Amico. I, I know they're they're buddies. All right, Lou. Two topics left. Okay. In your opinion,
1: let's bust through them. Let's go.
0: Yeah, in your opinion, who needs, who most desperately needs to win this draft?
1: I'm gonna throw a team that you're gonna think I'm, I'm fucking crazy here. I think the Buffalo Bills, and the reason being is because they're starting to. You know, we thought like, hey, Buffalo is is gonna become the new New England and run away with this division. Uh, and for years to come, because they got Josh Allen, Stephen Diggs, great coach, dominant defense. They're going to leave everyone, you know, behind them. But guess what? Miami hired Mike McDaniel. You know, they have a potent offense. Now they have Vic Fangio. They have a smart defense. Who's a smart defensive coach. Miami's going all in. It's an attractive destination for free agents because of the income tax. So they're a threat. Now you got the Jets because they are desperate, right? You know, mm-hmm. they they hit on the last like draft or two drafts. So they've done good that f- and they're just a quote unquote quarterback away. And guess what? You know, they've been rumored to get Aaron Rodgers. If that happens, they become a serious contender too. And then you got New England, albeit they're not the big bad New England Patriots of the years past. The problem with them is they're still a tough out because they play defense, they run the ball. And they got a coach who's extremely intelligent. Not saying, like I said, from a personnel standpoint, they might not be as advanced as the other teams, but they're still going to give you problems every friggin' Sunday. So the Buffalo Bills really need to hit on this draft to stay ahead of these teams.
0: I like that. That is definitely a curveball. In these scenarios, when I'm asked this question, I tend to look at like who's got the most draft capital mm-hmm. and who has the opportunity to truly take the next step if they're to hit on some of these. So for me, it's an in division rival, and it's the Seattle Seahawks. Um, yeah. Listen, I know what they did with Gino, and it's really just a one-year contract, right? Like let's dispel all of that based on the extension. It's a one-year contract with, with plenty of outs, but they're banking on like, can we get similar production that we did the year before and the year before, led to a playoff berth, right? They were definitely deficient in certain areas. Um, They pick twice in the first round, twice in the second round. So they actually have four picks in the first 55 picks, and they have five in the first 85 picks. That's Yeah. If they can get five quality players, let's say four. I say three.
1: I say even three because they killed their last draft.
0: Yeah, they so
1: did. It they did half of what they did last draft, right?
0: Bookends are solidified, right? So now you can focus a little bit more. Probably going to focus a little bit more on the defense. Um, there's somebody again in that that later section of picks, right? Where where do they pick twenty? Talking about before, like do they go address the the running? Well, they we got Kenneth Walker, so they wouldn't really. They could but do a quarterback too. That's someone that doesn't have to play, right? Could they slide back? If somebody wants to be aggressive and maybe Hendon Hooker sitting, you know what I'm saying? Like, they have these options. And the truth is, like, all right, dude, they pick five overall. That's from Denver on the Russell Wilson trade. This team was a playoff team, another should not be picking five overall. They're benefiting from a trade where their team got better. I just feel like they don't have to win it. But, God damn, they're in a great spot for this to be a really lucrative draft for them toward toward the next three, four years in a – and I'll call it what it is. Am I talking right now? Yeah. Did I cut out? A little bit. All right, because it just, like, reset my screen. But I'm saying the Seahawks – I mean, dude, I could. There's there's multiple teams, right? Like, hey, the Texans with their two picks, you know, who else has got two picks in the first but, round? Yeah, but like um, they're
1: in the beginning
0: stages. Like, yeah, th- this is a, they're in a rebuild, right? The brand new coach, right? Like Pete Carroll's still in the twilight of his career here.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's got one foot in the ground. Gra- <laughs> you know right? what I
0: mean? Like, he ain't far removed. Um, but to me,
1: that's a good yeah, one. Yeah,
0: they they gotta do it. This it's is funny. The time. It's funny how we both said playoff
1: teams, by the way, too.
0: Yeah. But yeah. but this is how you remain playoff teams. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you have exactly. to draft well. It's not just done like we've seen what happens to teams that sell their soul to the devil and go all in on free agents and trades yeah. and and compromise draft capital for a singular push, right? To get to the promised land um you know why are the kansas city chiefs where they are why were the pats where they were for so long they won the draft they could they, they continue to win the draft and they just like dude you know what the i'm not sure how closely well you you're a yankees fan so you follow baseball closely and you follow the al east right like bro what the, the tampa bay devil rays are doing right now is what the patriots did forever yeah. is they found young talent groomed that young talent got a ton of production on them and shipped them off before they ever even had to pay them and that's what the tampa bay devil rays have been built on over the last three years with their pitching staff it's like you or i could go out there and play in tropicana field and just put on a tampa bay Rays jersey and my era is going to be sub three and i might win 14 or 15 games
1: when it it comes down to that this is the the formula for success right you identified your franchise quarterback, and you, and then basically you get cheap labor that is, is good, and yep. you get that through the draft, so you can keep on paying your franchise quarterback and still support the team to make it a, you know a well-rounded team. So you still got you, all you got to do is get that franchise quarterback and don't strike out on your drafts.
0: Don't strike out on your drafts. But I think when you're like a team like the Seahawks right now. Again, you're coming off an a unprecedented playoff appearance when every single person wrote you off after the Russell Wilson trade, right? Like, not feasible to get there. You can argue that they get a little bit better when they get Jamal Adams back. You can argue it. Well, I, I won't argue it, but you can argue it. But to me, the teams that have the ability to win a draft are the ones that can truly go BPA, Latter rounds, you start to fill the positional needs. So early, it's just like we can never have enough good talent because they're probably in a position right now where they can, if the draft didn't even exist, they could be like, these are my 22 that start and I already have them on my team, right? I'm not going into the draft being like, I got to find 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22 start, you know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, th- those, yeah. those starters, like I feel like Seattle problem. is already sitting like, I know where my 22 are. Now these, these best players available are going to be able to out, they're going to get the opportunity to outperform and earn their way into the starting lineup. And if they don't right away. Okay. And if they do great. Right. And that's how you win a draft. All right. All right. Lou, final piece. Give me your, your boldest (laughs) of bold predictions. I, I, I almost want to go first cuz I feel like I hope we don't say the same thing. But you're bold the bold predictions.
1: You know, I'll let you go first cuz I really thought outside the box, but go ahead.
0: I'm I'm going to be point blank dead serious with this and I've been saying this for a little for a little while right now. Anthony Richardson number 1 overall to the Carolina Panthers. Okay. Point blank. Like I don't know how else to to simplify that. I just feel like the Panthers another team that is enamored by just superstar talent capability right and ceiling versus floor um i think that's what you look for when you pick number one overall and man does he have all the intangibles and i know it's not the same staff and 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 what have you but like feels eerily similar that you're staring at cam newton 2.0 right now in this draft and i would say an even more athletic version of Cam, not as big but a more athletic version of Cam Newton. Um, And I think you'll hear this smoke as we get closer, and I think it will just be smoke. Uh, But my bold prediction is Anthony Richardson, number one overall to Carolina Panthers.
1: I like that. I like that. So I'm actually – I'm going even bolder. (laughs) I'm going bolder, right? My bold prediction for this draft is Stefan Diggs from the Buffalo Bills gets traded, and it gets traded – to the New York Giants. Whoa, I don't know how it's going to happen, right? I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that.
0: it'll take. I don't think it'll take as much as people think, right? Like well, again, draft me day out. brings he, like, hey, me here's out. the twentieth pick.
1: Well, hear me out. I don't know how it's going to happen from a financial standpoint, but you know, people will, you know, they'll figure that all out. But my thing is, Stefan Diggs has been a little more voicuous lately when it comes to you know, the Buffalo Bills falling short, right? He loves Brian Dable. Um, He's probably, you know, Brian Dable needs a, 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 no, I know they got Waller the tight end, but he still needs a difference maker, you know, on the offensive side of the ball. I think it's a matchmaking heaven. And I also feel like, I feel like the Buffalo Bills are in a fork in the road and they're like, we can keep on doing what we're doing or maybe go down the other way and build a deeper team, you know, especially from an offensive standpoint, maybe we can address, if we trade, Almost like the AJ Brown thing, right? Yeah. And I know it's different because Stephon Diggs is under contract, but maybe if they have two first round picks, they can address the offensive line and a wide receiver. And wide receiver you see, you see what I'm saying? making it more yep. or, or or maybe they go Bijan and a wide receiver. Or you know what I'm saying? Like maybe they make their offense more complete as opposed to so top heavy. So my bold prediction Stephon Diggs will still be wearing blue but it will say NY on his helmet as opposed to a Buffalo on there. I would say
0: great move for the Giants. Not so great move for Stefan Diggs. Um, Like – I just can't imagine your production being anywhere similar when it's Daniel Jones versus. Yeah, Brian. Allen. You
1: got Brian Dable though out there, man.
0: Yeah, but does Brian Dable ain't throwing the football, dude? <laughs> dude, who was
1: that guy in the in the playoffs from the Giants that was like lighting it up, man? Oh, dude, dude, he's lighting it up. Come on,
0: There's dude. He was sh- a Buffalo Bills practice squad player,
1: yeah. and I feel like Buffalo does things like this smart. Like they become a smart organization where this is where the quintessential you trade digs. A year early than a year late, right? And you get the most value from him,
0: right? So yep. I'm I'm saying digs to New York. Okay. So let me ask you since you're on the spirit of trading, um, does Trey Lance get traded in this draft on draft day? And if he does, does anyone care? Weson, uh no, he does not get traded, Trey Lance. I mean, um, I care, asshole.
1: <laughs> but here's the thing
0: Isaiah, I'm not Hodges, try- by the way. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. So Weston, how long ago we had a disagreement? Not disagreement, but it was a debate. I told you Trey Lance was was not going to be it. And what I mean by that, it wasn't when he was drafted. It was like when he got injured again. I'm like, this is a lot to overcome. I, I know we're going over this and what have you, uh, but I just, how can he come back? How can he? I don't understand
0: how he comes back from this. I, I think there's a way back. There's definitely a path back, and the, the the way that path became much more clear was his immediate and obvious replacement based on production on the field has question marks around him as well from an injury perspective on an injury that you don't know a lot about in the NFL, right? Like you don't know what the, the timetable is. You don't know what the arm strength's going to be. So I, I think he gets an opportunity, and I think – what plays in Trey's favor, candidly, is it's not like you have this large sample size where you're like, the guy just hasn't figured it out. You don't have a large enough sample size, right? And the sample size that you do have, you're like, ooh, I see some things I really like. You know what I mean? And then you see the injury, right? And that, so that I think buys him the. Ch- You don't
1: think he's he's fallen out of fallen out of uh, favor with
0: the coaching staff? I I think in some capacity, but I think that capacity is just what we, you and I, always talk about: availability, investability. Dude, why do you think he's going bald? He's fucking worried. He's like, he's not got a job in a couple years. That's genetics, bro. I I got no stress, bro, and I'm fucking balding. You know what I mean? You got no, you got no carefree life over here, dude.
1: Keep on taking a sip.
0: <laughs> yeah, how do you get through your podcast? I drink heavily.
1: <laughs> Half the time, you don't even know we record until the
0: next morning. I'm like, Lou, <laughs> just what button do I hit to stop this? Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious, and we'll talk more about it. So, yeah. all right, for the next few days, I will say everybody be on the lookout for more solo content from some individuals. But next week, we're going to be back. We're going to be talking about the draft. I think we might have a surprise in terms of location and maybe how we're set up and some things going again. All of this is barring that my wife does not go into early labor. Hold um, it in, Jenny. <laughs> yeah. dude. If It was up to her bro, this baby would have came three months ago at this point. <laughs> with what She's going through. So I'm um, hoping he holds out a, a little while longer. We'll see. Um, Cause I'm looking forward to what we have got um, coming up, going into the draft. But Lou, that, that wraps us up. Um, I always love when we do like our like off the wall, off the cuff type like draft coverage where it's not about the player, it's not about the number, it's more about like these concepts in the draft. I I really enjoy them, so appreciate y'all tuning in, um, and we'll be back in short order.